So we want to start this new training. It's not, I realize that I can't really call it a sermon series because I don't think it's necessarily going to be sermons. Um, years ago, the Lord uh, gave me this idea coming out of college, how you have lecture and lab. So you'd go to the science lecture and then you'd have your lab class. And so that's where you take all the things you've been learning in the lectures and you put them into practice. Uh, this summer is going to be a lab series, if you will, um, looking at uh, those spiritual disciplines, the exercises um, that help us to be spiritually fit, and we'll take a focus each week on one of those and then uh, put it into practice. So for this morning, we're going to launch right into it on prayer. Um, there is obviously looking at the world around us a huge need. Uh, for us as the people of God, who are the light of the world, to be shining in the darkness, to be uh, doing battle in the heavenly places, as scripture says. So uh, several of us have started a uh, spiritual warfare uh, prayer um, Bible study um, through the YouVersion Bible app. If you'd like to join that, it's a five-day, um, and, and just being reminded of this significant place that God has called us to uh, as persons of prayer. And, and so, in light of that, if as we go through these, this, uh, this summer and looking at various spiritual disciplines, there's going to be things that you probably have never done before. Uh, and it might be uncomfortable at times. Maybe you're not used to praying out loud. That's not going to be a requirement. I will encourage that. Uh, but but as we go through the summer, the, the greatest growth you're going to be experiencing is as you apply yourself to these disciplines um, and, and put yourself in a position to hear from God, to, to engage as much as you can. And so uh, for today, we're going to be talking about prayer um, very briefly, but then no better way to learn about prayer than to pray. And so we're going to spend time. Uh, praying this morning. I don't have a sermon prepared. We don't have a worship set for music prepared. Um, when I've been looking at the circumstances that are going on in our communities and around the world, um, there is such division. There's, um, uh, I was at a city park up in Coeur d'Alene this last week, and the kids are playing at the play equipment, and the protesters are less than 100 yards away. And so there's a, a few hundred people over there. Half of them on the outer ring are carrying semi-automatic rifles, and the people in the middle are carrying banners. And you know, so there's the, the shouts and this eerie juxtaposition of both um, you know, people expressing their angst, um, anger. Um, we should be angry at injustice. We should be uh, motivated to do something. Um, you have those who are fearful, uh, those who are trying to be a tough guy. There's all kinds of motivations, but the, I think one of the, the most interesting moments was that uh, the kids has got their bicycles out, and, and I was sitting down, uh, leaning against this light pole on the edge of a bicycle path, a walking path. And 
Jamin got to come zipping down on his bike. And so he's on a plastic tricycle with a little push handle behind it, you know. And he comes zipping down, just having a blast. Yahoo! Down the hill. And as he passes in front of me, everything in the background is the protesters. And so you have a four-year-old boy with this huge smile on his face. And everything in the world seems to be falling apart around us. And I thought it was such an amazing picture. I wish I had a camera out that I could have captured that moment. But I feel like it captures it for a lot of us. A lot of us feel that, that there's this amazing joy and peace and things that you know, we're experiencing with God or with one another or, or maybe businesses uh, starting to pick back up. or I don't know what might be going on for you, but there's those moments where the smile is ear to ear. And yet the world around us seems so torn up. And, and that, that's a really hard thing to, to reconcile. What do we do in that tension? And so I'd like to encourage us this morning to do what I found myself doing, just praying. <laughs> uh, we're over at the playground, and there's you know, a bunch of armed people behind me, and you know, I'm paying attention to where are my kids and where are the guns. And... You know, you got to kind of play that out, and is everything okay over there, and is everything okay here, and, and how am I going to get my family out of here if I have to? Um, this is strange. Um, not going to deny that. But the one thing that I do know is that regardless of what's going on in the world, that we, as a people of God, are in a relationship with the only one who is in control. And so, this morning, I feel like there's several things that we can be praying about. That we can focus in on, obviously, the the prayers for our nation. Uh, We have several layers of that, right? And that's partly why the tension is so high and why things are so uncertain, is that you have a lot of different circumstances going on simultaneously. So we have, um, we'll kind of go timeline, we'll back up. (laughs) So we have... Still, issues of coronavirus in our uh, country, and those who are in positions of authority trying to make decisions, wise decisions about how to keep people safe and move things forward. We have, at the same time, because of lockdowns and things, we have all of those who are really struggling financially. So we can be praying for God to give wisdom for business owners and leaders to be able to. Um, do what needs to be done to be able to provide for their families and, and their employees. Um, then you get to um, the, um, what looks to be a murder um, that now has sparked all of um, you know, long-held pains of the past. And, and something that has also come up um, that there are these generational curses. There, there are things that uh, one generation perpetrates and the ripple effects go for many generations to come. And what we're seeing uh, with riots and protests and things is some of that is that ripple effect from uh, injustice against uh, African Americans in the past and currently today. 
Uh, I grew up in Coeur d'Alene, so I remember the Aryan Nation marches downtown. Uh, it's not that distant past. Um, I haven't been able to verify it, but it, uh, I have to check with the pastor who used to be here, but um, it seems that even in this community that there was a KKK presence years ago. And so there's these generational things that we can stand against those powers and principalities, those strongholds. This is a place that you have um, Native American worship mixed with then Christian missions, and those missionaries then betrayed some of those confidences, and you have um, massacres of innocent Native Americans that used to be in this valley. There's so much that we can come before God and pray. Um, whatever is in your own personal life, those situations. Um, we're going to be praying for Bill, who uh, Lori's just sharing with me that he, can, he has some feeling in his right hand, but he's left-handed, so he still can't write or anything. He can move his arms, but uh, he broke his neck this week and uh, has been life-flighted to Boise. He's in recovery, has hopefully less than six weeks of rehab before he's uh, done and back up here. Um, but swelling around the spinal cord that has uh, paralyzed him from the chest down. And so that's where he's at right now. Um, and we want to just see the Lord bring that complete healing. Um, and that God does move in that way. You know, God does heal. Um, and God is a God of process. And, and God gives wisdom to surgeons as well. And so we just want to, like, man, I don't have this stuff under control. I can't fix the things around me. But I know who holds the world in his hand. And, and so I just this week as I was praying and going through, it's like, man, we just need to strip everything away. And... And I wonder if all we have is God. If, you know, this is our first Sunday back in this building since all of this started. And if we don't do worship, are people are going to, are they going to come back? If I don't preach, are people going to come back? If all we have, the only reason to gather together is to speak with God. Is that enough? And so I'm putting my own job on the line, if you will, you know? Like, I'm the preacher, right? <laughs> and I'm not preaching. But I feel like this, as a community, this is, uh, as a, a faith community, this is a pivotal time. Whereas the, the body of Christ, we have to come together and come in prayer and just ask God to intervene. And if, if prayer is not something, especially to, that you're not comfortable or have much experience in praying with other people, that's okay. Um, but if we don't start, we'll never learn. Um, I, I love uh, what I did to Cody. <laughs> Years ago, we started meeting together every week. Uh, but the very first meeting... Uh, I said, hey, we're, let's get together for prayer, and, um, and so we do, and it's morning before work, and it's like, okay, so what do we do? It's like, well, um, 
you know, what's going on in your life. And so we talked very briefly. I said, okay, well, um, let's pray. You start. I just bowed my head, closed my eyes. And he just sits there. It's like, um, I've never prayed out loud before. It's like, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, whatever. You know, pretend like Jesus is sitting here in the chair with us. Um, so we're going to have a, a couple of expressions for prayer this morning. So something that we did years ago was, um, it's, a, it's a one-word prayer. And, and I would ask that each person participate at this. And then, um, and then as you feel comfortable to, to speak out loud any other prayers, you know, that, that's up to you. Um, but it's a prayer of gratitude. Um, something that we've been trying to practice in our home is that uh, gratitude right at the beginning of the day. You wake up, open your eyes, laying in bed, you know, what are the, some of those things? We're out of, out of practice for the last several weeks, but we've got to get back into it. But just, you know, start, you know, Lord, thank you for, and we can just speak that word of gratitude. Um, and, and so we'll just go around the, the room here. Um, say a word of gratitude, something you're thankful to the Lord for, and it is prayer. It's something we're, we're talking to God about. Um, then we'll turn our attention to the, those at the table with you. Um, if there's something that you would like to, to agree together in prayer for, uh, you can share that at the table. Um, we will end uh, in, in the middle um, as some uh, other topics come up. Um, we'll introduce a topic, and then whoever feels so led can pray aloud, and we'll agree together. Uh, and then we'll end this morning in uh, moving around the building and praying for what God wants to do in each space here. You know, we haven't been in this building for a long time, so we can just pray, God, what do you want to have happen here uh, in this room? Lord, that your name would be glorified, that people would worship, not just sing songs. You know, then we could move to the kids' area, and we'll, we'll pray over the next generation of Christ followers um, in the kitchen and so forth. So, um, so with that, um, we'll go to that one word. We'll just take a moment of silence first. Um, and as something comes to mind that you want to just express, God, I'm thankful for, I'm grateful for, and you can just share that. And kids, that's for you guys too. Uh, this is a participation day. Everybody gets to, to play a part because um, we all get to talk to God. Doesn't, you don't have to be old and you don't have to be young in order to pray. So even my two-year-old prays almost every time we sit down at the, at the dinner table. Um, she prays. Um, most of us can't understand her. Um, so she's praying in her own tongue at this point and we'll, we'll be able to get some interpretation as we get older but um so let's take that moment of, si of silence reflection um and then feel free to to speak out